0: man we were hit with waves of health concerns this year from covid 19 to many other things good thing we're back with dr shaw who will tell you how to stay safe and healthy i'm peter the student marketer and i'm with tret from mr goodall Trett, give him the remedies man
1: We're talking about how to live a healthy lifestyle and why preventative medicine is so important. Providing you with credible sources to find health information on COVID-19 and other related health issues. The links are in our description. And we will challenge Dr. Shaw with some fun rapid-fire questions. With all that said, let's hang out.
0: Our friends over at Suitably were gracious enough to help our listeners with a limited time offer on their custom suiting needs.
1: Follow Hangout Talks and Suitably on IG and use promo code HANGOUT2020, that is H-A-N-G-O-U-T 2020 at suitably.com to get $20 off your custom suits, which also contributes to improving Hangout Talks podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Hangout Talks. Man, we're super excited today. We're welcoming back Dr. Shaw to Hangout Talks. He's a telemedicine consultant in the field of preventative and lifestyle medicine and an aspiring radiologist. And we also want to thank him for his support on Instagram. He kept his word and we've been friends ever since. So welcome back, Dr. Shaw. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm
2: excited to be back.
0: Hey, excited to have you back, man. To remind everybody a little bit of yourself and how are you doing?
2: I'm, I'm doing well. I mean, obviously, uh, Ever since the whole COVID thing started, we the telemedicine has kind of uh, you know been on the boom, and so it's been super busy um, helping people you know navigate their way through uh, you know the daily things that they need help with without you know being able to see them. But uh, you know it's just been good. And then of course uh, um, life has changed. It's changed a lot. You know you're are used to going to clinic and seeing a certain number of people, but um, that doesn't happen as much anymore, and you have to adjust. But um, you know I, th- I think overall, and you know, I, I would. If I zoomed out, I'd say 2020 has still been good. I, I I still enjoyed life, and I'm still happy for my health and family. And so, you know, it's a lot of negative things to focus on, but it's still, you know, life still goes on. We can still, you know, focus on the positive if we try.
0: No, it's true, and I think if anything, it's taught us a lot about like
2: absolutely
0: evaluating like the little things, like that that are good in our life, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because like you said, things are picking back up in Canada again. Everybody's still living their their mm-hmm. life, so
3: yeah.
0: most definitely, like. There's, there's so many good things to look forward to. And of course media is going to keep it negative, but
2: to,
0: <laughs> I, I'd say these days I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to look at media what yeah. whatsoever.
2: Yeah. Like I, don't need to, I don't need to start the day with my news, news anymore. I just start the day with stuff I have to do. And maybe if I have a break, I catch yeah. up on something, but yeah, I don't start the day with news anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with that. There's a lot of breaking news about just other stuff. He's <laughs> <Nothing.
2: that is. laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so, huh?
0: About okay. that moving on Exactly. (laughs) but speaking of moving on like we wanted to talk today about preventative health measures especially Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on and you know and of course in the future too like we want to make sure that covid aside a lot of our audiences are growing up they're starting to realize their body hurts a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. we we can say for sure because me and trent went (laughs) on on a hike on a saturday so we both were like feeling it the next day so Mm -hmm. for sure like there's lots of things you can prevent health wise so you're not sick and stuff in the future Mm -hmm. so if anything covid is in the the rise for having that second wave Mm -hmm. let's start with that like what 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 is your preventative measures for for covid like what what yeah so
2: i mean um yeah so the past few months everyone's kind of learned what they need to do right as far as wearing masks and then kind of um, you know, they've, they've learned how the virus spreads. So they've kind of, you know, if someone's close to me, I have to understand that, you know, their particles could reach me. So people have kind of learned the, the basics of virology and whatnot and how to kind of, you know, stop the train of transmission. But um, as far as, uh, you know, that's because we saw that work because the case numbers went down, right? So people did take those into effect, but people are still getting sick. So what can we do to um, modulate our immune system to be able to, you know, possibly if we do get this virus? How we have the best chance to be able to, you know, to um, to recover from it, and so the word boosting our immune system is actually not good for uh, for COVID because with boosting our immune system, what we actually know with COVID is that um, after the first couple of weeks, um, once the virus has replicated, a lot of the symptoms that we feel with the, uh, you know, with, um, with the uh, with the overall fatigue and stuff like that, with you know, in the cells and the actual organ damage, comes from our immune system actually trying to kill the cells that are have been hijacked by the virus to be able to replicate. Right. So the virus goes in, replicates in these certain cells and our, you know, lung, primarily in our in our lung cells, upper tract cells, and then our our immune system, is, hey, let me kill those cells off so that you know the virus can go away. And so that's where a lot of symptoms comes in. And so if we boost it with certain things, then it could actually make things worse with the like cytokine storm and stuff like that. And so um we want to move away from the return boost more towards modulating. And so um what I recommend for everyone is uh, We do have, you know, obviously good data on vitamin D supplementation for immune function. So I'm taking uh, almost 2000 international units per day, which is just two capsules per day of vitamin D. And of course we get the sun as well, but at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, we don't get it for that much. Uh, We only have like 10 hours of sunlight per day. So um, 2000 IU per day is definitely recommended. Um, Or if, you know, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then maybe 1000 IU is enough or even 500 if you get enough sunlight per day. But I would say during these times, to kind of have some insurance, take up that vitamin D as long as it's, you know it's a good high quality capsule and have two per day, um, 2,000 IU per day. That's one thing. And after that, we can think about zinc. So zinc also has a good immunomodulating function on the immune system. It has uh, many roles in helping enzyme activity and whatnot. And so uh, zinc supplementation has also been good. So I recommend that about uh, 15 to 30 milligrams per day. You can also get a lot of your zinc from hemp hearts and nuts and seeds. Um, and you can reach that 15 milligrams per day, which is good, um, which is thing I'm doing as well. But then, obviously, again, for a little bit of insurance during these, you know, these times, I do recommend, you know, a supplement as well. So vitamin D, zinc, and the next thing is um, lots and lots of vitamin C. So vitamin C again also has a immunomodulating effect because when our cells, um, are, you know, our immune cells are actually fighting a virus, a lot of the vitamin C stores in our cells are used up in fighting, um, fighting that virus. So um, if you have, you know, lots and lots of fruits and vegetables per day, that's great. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's the ideal thing that you want to do. Um, and, but again, for insurance, I take a little bit of like a vitamin C sachets that you get that you mix in the water. I put that into my smoothie every day. And then that just, you know, um, that keeps me at like, I think that's a thousand milligrams per day of vitamin C. So that, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. And then as far as the, so that's one of the three things that I would recommend people can take. That's relatively safe. Um, minimal minimal to no side effects, and you know mostly positive effects from those things. Taking every day for your family, um, everyone around you have those three things in your house: vitamin D, zinc, and vitamin C. And then um, the next thing is, um, of course, the preventative measure that everyone should be doing is making sure that you're taking care of you know your your weight, um, your blood pressure, your blood sugar levels. If you if you if those affect you, and then of course um, eating lots and lots of antioxidants, and fruits and vegetables. These things obviously you know, keep your body healthy. And then if you do get the virus by being a normal weight, you're actually able to um, slow the spread of the virus because we know that our fat cells actually contain the receptor of um, the ACE2 receptor that the virus latches onto. And the more fat cells you have actually, that means the more virus can go into numerous different cells, which means it can multiply even more. So by being a normal body weight and having BMI with, with normal range, you um give yourself the best chance of not having you know a full-blown um, um you know uh, viral outbreak in, 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 your, in your bloodstream so yeah definitely maintaining a healthy body weight which of course the way that we do that is you know um stuff we're going to talk about soon with you know the preventative uh measure we're going to talk about all those things with your diet and your exercise and whatnot
1: man i just felt like i just went through a course like i <laughs> I've learned so much from that versus just you know reading up on it. Like I was yeah. like, wow, shoot, you know, I need to be taking these in my head. I don't need to be taking these. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. luckily I've been taking vitamin D and
2: Nothing. Colorado
1: has a lot of sunshine too as well. So mm-hmm. we're very fortunate to have that. Um mm-hmm. and that's you made a really great point. Like where you're at affects mm-hmm. how much you take too. So it's not mm-hmm. just one size fits all uh, right. I use for everybody. So mm-hmm. um, I know we were talking about preventative medicine. I also have I guess if you have some tips for people that are recovering from uh, COVID that um, maybe one or two, just like two main things. Cause I know I have Mm -hmm. a friend that was a huge marathon runner before that. Right. After COVID, he's just, he can't even run a Mm. mile sometimes. And that breathing comes into play and he never had breathing issues. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess, what are your tips on some of that? I know we're talking about preventative, but
2: yeah. 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 I mean, we we, we definitely had a lot of calls coming in for uh, people, you know, with, with who had COVID and then we coached them through, you know how to get through it and then of course now it's now it's more so how you know the a few months have passed and how do they you know keep their body you know, recovering and from uh, the side effects and the long-term effects of it which of course we're still studying right so um we're still getting data about like you know four months in five months in one year and what, what are people experiencing with the symptoms um or the, the long-term effects of recovering from covid and so um yeah we can it's based on what they're feeling the most so most people are gonna obviously have some kind of respiratory uh, um, dysfunction and then uh, you know difficulty breathing and then kind of like you know, shortness of breath as they go you know recover along you know the course of this. So for that, the number one thing obviously is try to avoid environmental pollutants and allergens that can cause like you know mass cell or immune cell aggregation inside our lungs, which makes it you know more of a you know you bring more and more cells into the air sacs. It should just be air in those air sacs and blood, right? Once you have environmental pollutants or allergens white blood cells come in, they try to, you know, bring in fluid in there and try to heal the area and that just makes it harder for the um, gas exchange to happen, right? So try to avoid, you know, lots and lots of environmental pollutants with wearing a mask, of course, outdoors. And the easiest thing, obviously, most people should not do is smoking of any kind, be it um, hookah, be it cigarettes, be it vaping. That should be a no-brainer. That's number one. And then after that, um, as far as uh, trying to recover from it, um, breathing exercises do help a lot. So, um, the lungs during this time have kind of had fibrosis, where the parts that have needed to heal are kind of healed with just like you know, these like meshwork of like kind of like things that's entrapping those cells that were infected. So, that's that's what you see all over the lungs is fibrosis. So, you want to kind of replace that slowly over time, which means it'll do itself, it'll start breaking that fibrosis down. But by practicing these breathing exercises um, daily. You actually force you know, your lungs to expand a little more into the pockets that aren't so expanded or have collapsed. And then um, doing that every single day obviously does help you increase your lung volume and your residual capacity back to normal. That's one thing you can definitely do for the respiratory part. And then as far as the fatigue that most people are feeling or like you know, the brain fog people are feeling, um, that unfortunately is it's difficult to deal with. But um, what we can think about is uh, supporting the brain system, sorry the central nervous system, with um, proper vitamin B12 levels. So if we're thinking about B12, um, most people um, all over the world, we used to get our B12 from bacteria that would be um, on soil, and then we that would you know, contaminate the fruits and vegetables that we eat, and we get B12 from them. But ever since we've had you know the uh, our, our cleaning resources, um, that has plummeted. So most people, even if they're non-vegan or they are vegan, are kind of deficient in B12. So Taking B12 uh, supplements uh, once a week would be really beneficial if you're recovering from COVID um, because you can support your, immune, your, your, um, your central nervous system. So any of that fatigue that you're kind of feeling can hopefully be alleviated, as well as your omega-3 fatty acids. So your EPA and DHA, most people get it from either fish oil supplement or from an algae oil supplement. Um, those will also help support um, your central nervous system, hopefully help with some of the fatigue and brain fog as well. And then, um, of course, we're always going to go back to a very, very high antioxidant level. So that's fruits and vegetables and, you know, lots of legumes, whole grains, um, minimize processed foods, uh, salty foods, um, you know, high in saturated fat foods. So all that stuff, you know, that's, that's going to apply no matter what you're talking about. Um, but as far as specifics, we can definitely think about breathing exercises, your B12, your EPA, DHA, and then specifics for what you're dealing with. So if someone has like an issue with anemia or something like that, then they can talk about you know exactly what you know they they found that they're deficient in or they're, they're having issues with. We can tackle those things separately as well.
0: Yeah, like that. What What do you list is interesting. What do you think of like Western medicines too? Because I've heard of that those, you know, mom and pop remedies where my moms walked up to me and be like, "Hey, like boil hot water and put mm-hmm. turmeric powder or put saffron mm-hmm. in it. It'll, it'll help or something like." Mm-hmm. or lime juice or whatever it is. Like, what do you think of like those old traditional Western medicines, mm-hmm. ginseng and stuff? Should they still be yeah, yeah. taking those to help or?
2: Yeah. I think most of the things are, are pretty, they harmless. Right. So when, when taken, you know, in, as long as they're not, you know, done a huge bolus amount, um, they're, they're, if they have any benefit, you know, it's great. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, being the, the magic bullet, I don't think they're, we're there yet because, you know, the the research obviously is there. So some of those things, you know, people have researched, you know, like ginger. You know, ginger helps with alleviate pain a lot, right? So people get taking ginger root. Uh, you know, turmeric is anti-inflammatory for sure. So people who you know have turmeric in their foods tend to have less colon cancer and less issues with the colon, less inflammation. So those things you yeah, they to do didn't make a difference, Or Someone that's that's part of your diet. You know, you maybe put some ginger and turmeric into your smoothies or into your foods, and that's like a regular part of your diet, or you start, you started doing that now. Then yeah, definitely it's going to have some positive effects for sure. You know, maybe like a five to ten percent effect, but um, you know, this as long as it's not like a crazy amount or someone's juicing like five pounds of, you know, of uh, ginger or something like that. Oh, so as long as it's not that, most, most people are just including certain beneficial things into their diet, which are mostly, and they're mostly just plant-based foods, right? Which, which have benefit. So if they're doing that, you know, as part of them you know, trying to change their diet towards a more healthful way, then yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that kind of medicine. Um, you know, as long as it has some, you know, evidence-backed, uh, you know, research on it.
1: No, it's funny. Like uh, that brought up a, uh... A story my friend was telling that some ridiculous ways people are trying to approach preventative medicines and Mm -hmm. COVID and such. Like Mm I had a friend whose mom would start cutting onions and leave open onions around the house as a a preventative Mm -hmm. of COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I guess from that, one, I I don't know if that really works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two, what other ridiculous way you have noticed people have approached preventative (laughs) medicine?
2: Yeah, so I mean the very first uh when it first started, I think I got a call from some of my relatives. Uh and they were like, Yeah, like they, they started, hey, we're doing the right things. We're drinking boiling hot water um and we're goggling with them like and like we're gonna, oh, wow. <laughs> we're gonna destroy your <laughs> esophagus. Uh, oh you man. It. That's not gonna that's not gonna oh, kill it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna uh, kill yourself. Oh uh,
3: so
0: yeah, like water, you're gonna have like, lots of it. other problems yeah, after yeah, that.
2: <laughs> boiling hot water and then um uh though yeah that's one that's been kinda crazy. But as far as like what you said, Tria, like that, that's definitely um, very common. People are, you know, looking up, you know, modern recipes that could possibly help them, um, you know, stave off this virus. But we, it, it's as the virus is pretty simple, right? It doesn't it's not it doesn't have a brain. It's just a virus that just wants to just replicate. So we can break the chain of transmission very easily. We know most people are wearing masks now of some sort, and everyone has, every um, um, government has regulated it in some form or manner to have masks in indoor and outdoor spaces. So we're all doing that. But um, as far as the way that we are not thinking about is the actual airborne transmission. So, research is coming out, you know, WTO has recognized that airborne transmission is a method um, this is traveling. So, outdoor spaces, we know that, you know, if someone even were to breathe um, with the virus, it can disperse relatively well. So, the chances of you getting it, that one particle, have decreased substantially. So, that's why outdoors are much better. Um, it's not 100% safe either, but it's not the worst. But now, when you go into indoor spaces, then we think about the current system that we have for air filtration, um, for how you know we filter out viruses and particles. It's mostly for like fungi and b- bacteria that we have, but as far as viruses, they can still kind of get through, right? Unless you have a certain filtration system with like UV light in between it, or certain chemicals that have um, you know like ozone being fil- used to filter that air. So um, most places, you know, our homes, um, you know, our offices and our malls aren't built for that. So um, we have to be cognizant. You know, if I'm in an indoor space. I really need to make sure that I have a mask on and, you know, I'm not there for too long for your time. And of course, if somebody is there who is symptomatic, you don't know how that actual wave of that, um, you know, that, that viral, those viral particles, where it's going around, you know, how it's circulating in that area. So if someone can be cognizant of, you know, um, in indoor spaces, how air filtration works and, you know, how it could possibly still come to me, you know, get out of there as soon as possible. Don't be there for too long. And of course, especially if you're with multiple people, then you're increasing your risk. So, but once you're at home, you know, if you're by yourself and you're in your family, you guys are you know most people aren't symptomatic. Um, then uh, actual stuff in the home, like air fresh and stuff like that, aren't gonna make that much of a big difference. So uh, you know, keep, keep keep it simple. The stuff that we do know works. Um, but you know, if you if you want to try different things, then by all means. Yeah, for sure. Hey, if anything. <laughs> so if so so, so onions, no onions. It smell right?
0: good. <laughs> no
1: onions though. So no onions. Okay, cool. That's sure, what Just make your house smell
0: smell fresh. You're just <laughs> so tearing up. Like you're
1: i'm gonna all cry right. out all the covid because i'm <laughs> just like tearing up with all these onions
0: <laughs> no but like what but speaking of like credible sources for, for just anything health wise yeah. or yeah covid wise what yeah. are credible sources that people should be looking into besides people who pop up on youtube and be like
2: yeah
0: well certain people who are like on the, like oh this is something, something, or like Vietnamese news or something, yeah, something. Yeah. This is what you should do. You should have onions laying around. Like yeah. what, what are some credible sources?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely, um, I, I wanted to make sure I put that out there. So as far as for COVID, um, I think you can definitely, you know, stick with the guidelines of CDC and then WHO and then wherever country you're in, they're your local health authority. Um, and then as far as, uh, yeah, so stick with those guys, you know, because then they are going to aggregate studies from all over the world and give you the, their mission is to make sure that they give the best information out there, right? And giving the best information also means withholding the information that you know is not the best quality information. So um, just because that site won't list every single thing that, you know, could possibly, you could possibly do, they're doing you a service, right? But not because those things may not be, you know, fully research-backed or might not have proven results. And so by excluding that, that's actually part of their expertise and, you know, not giving information that may not be that beneficial. But by giving the things that they know will work and they know that, you know, have proven results. So, you know, sticking with that because um, for the most part, that's not going to fluctuate that much. Now, obviously, it, in the beginning, the CDC had some, you know, um, flip-flops in their guidelines, but after they got their game together, and then, you know, they've, they've had solid guidelines ever since then, same with WHO as well. Um, and then as far as um, other resources, so most people, obviously, when look into stuff like this. They want to get, like, you know, um, an expert opinion, right? So you'll usually Google something. But the problem with Googling things is that you have many different news outlets and sites that can cite different studies. And then um, you won't even read those studies. And then they can say like, they can capture a headline and tell you a certain thing and you'll read something and you know you might not know how to digest that and where it's coming from. And so I would say um, the best two resources that I recommend, keeping it simple, would be the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. So PCRM and then nutritionfacts.org. And I'll actually, um, you know, I'll, I'll ask uh, you guys to link those two pages whenever you put on um, your Instagram uh, post about this podcast. Can have like a swiping feature where you have their little logo and their website or their, their instagram page people can just click on that and they can you know have that saved in their bookmarks so um anything any question you have as far as nutrition definitely nutritionfacts.org you can just keyword search strawberries or like turmeric and you'll have like videos um of with like cited resources and expert opinions and easy to digest things that you can you know really get a gist of um the question you have is nutrition and then, as far as actual like health issues, like someone has you know so high blood pressure, diabetes, um, possible cancer, then PCRM, Physician um, Committee for Small Responsible Medicine, is the place to go because they'll ha- again have those resources for you, and then um, empower you to you know to keep your learning and see you know how you can you know possibly manage those things better, and uh, the correct information of what's really going on, how those things are actually being caused, how you can actually help yourself towards healing those things. So those are two sources I would say definitely go towards. Um, and of course your WHO and your CDC. But as far as um, like new information, there's not much now, right? So even you know, searching up, stuff search up now on, on YouTube or Google for remedies, this is gonna be news outlets that have cherry picked certain studies and they're saying, hey, like this was found beneficial in this study and this year. And so we're listing it here. Um, and then, you know, the, not all those things have been vetted for, right? Because of course, whenever you make a recommendation, you want to have multiple random, randomized, double-blinded, con- placebo-controlled trials. Um, you want to have hundreds of those, and then you um, collate those into meta-analysis, and you find out the, you know, the predictive power of those things. And then, if it's po- if it's positive, then you can actually recommend that thing. So, just one single study in a certain aspect is is not is not good, which is what most news media outlets will will, will latch onto. So, definitely go with the uh, the sources I cited but, um, to you guys just now. And and you're you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, you know more than intrigued with all they have to offer you, all learning you can do there.
1: So Twitter is not a good source.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still go on Twitter sometimes for a lot of my information. Not good at <laughs> Twitter is uh, <was> fun.
1: <laughs> and for our audience, could you repeat those two websites that you're? Hey, yeah. hey uh, we got that. We should link. Yeah, Which absolutely. we will too so, as well.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So nutritionfacts.org. Um, if for all your nutrition queries, anything you want just search it up there in their website um, or in the YouTube page or Instagram page, wherever you want to go. And you'll hundred percent be led the right way. And then for any health issues, you're going to go towards um, PCRM. So the physicians committee for responsible medicine.org. And then that'll, um, that'll lead you to many different ways that they can help you manage a certain disease. If you have that kind of disease and how you can, um, you know, empower yourself to work with your physician or work with your health provider um, towards, you know, um, you know, you know, reversing or possibly managing that condition. So that's, that's what that one's more for. Nutrition Facts also has a lot of health stuff as well. Like, you know, you're, you can obviously search for diseases as well, like high blood pressure and diabetes in there as well. And you'll get lots and lots of videos and articles and stuff like that that you can go through and really learn all about, you know, what causes it and how you can possibly prevent it, what reverses it. That's kind of like an all, you know, all-in-one resource, NutritionFacts.org. PCR is more so like if you've already had this diagnosis, how can you possibly, you know, learn more about it and then empower yourself to work with your provider to, uh, towards healing.
1: No, absolutely. And no, thank you for providing that. I think those are valuable as in just, okay, where can I go? Like I've I've heard all of this, but where can I go actually? And, and kind of shifting gears into somebody that are having a healthy lifestyle right now, but we want to prevent them from, you know, being diagnosed with something in the future. Mm -hmm. How would you, I guess, uh, how would you approach that for somebody that's healthy right now and how could they prevent some things?
2: Yeah, you know, that's something that really, really does, um, you know, it, it is something I I'm passionate about because in my practice, I don't see that as much. Most people who come to us have already had some issues and they're trying to you know, heal themselves now, right? But most young guys or young girls and guys or, you know, men and women um, aren't really going to approach, you know, a, a, a provider with stuff like how how can I prevent heart disease 30 years from now? Because it's not, it's not, it's not their primary concern, right? They may have one issue that they come for and that's it. Um, or they might have a yearly physical and that, that's all they do. Um so um I wanna bring up some interesting points actually is that um the things that we experience in our forties and our fifties now, you know, with the colon cancer, with diabetes, with heart disease, um uh, high blood pressure, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, um all these things that used to happen in, the, in your 70s, 80s are coming to your sixties, fifties and even forties now. we are even seeing 20 years old, 20 year olds with you know heart failure and, and heart attacks now. So um it's interesting because the our exercise obviously is a is a is an important part of your daily routine right no matter what so um, people who were athletes when they're younger we've seen that you know no matter what they do with their bodies, they're kind of kind of sort of healthy and then once they kind of leave that activity that that level of activity all the diseases come in no matter what so it's almost as if no matter what you did in, when you're younger no matter how much exercise it's almost as if it made no difference toward your disease progression in your 30s or 40s or 50s which is kind of sad right so obviously that's so exercise should be kept in one portion where exercise is a part of my daily life no matter what it be you, know, you find something you're passionate about um, and you enjoy and gets gets you out there and makes it keeps you moving and you can do it for the rest of your life and you know keep progressing that should be something that you should, that, that's irrespective that you should always do no matter how old you are and then um we shouldn't bring that into the realm of thinking that that's going to keep all the disease away from me, right it can help you with your weight management um during the period of time that you're doing those things help you with blood sugar control during while you're your exercising can help with keeping your um, mood uh, elevated. It can help with blood pressure. Those are all good things, right? Um, with exercise, you know, while while you're doing it. Um, once you leave it, even for a few months, like most of us probably seen when we when we to the gym, you know, the the benefits of it go away. And so now we have to switch our gears toward how do we actually, you know, reap the benefits of you know keeping ourselves healthy if exercise isn't going to do it for us. You know, it's not it's not it's not the full thing. So then we bring come to food, right? You the actual things you put into your mouth. So. Um, food like we know is not just calories yeah calories and calories out is a great argument for all the uh, youtube people who want to argue for hours and hours about how to lose weight it's it's true right you know, calories and calories out does not matter for how you lose weight you know hormones and everything do come into effect but that is the end of the goal but now um, that's not the only thing that's happening inside right our body doesn't work on just like you know nutrients it works on on a huge you know, um, systemic level so food is actually information to your body so The broccoli or the the whole grains that you put into your mouth, um, they're not just going to be, they're not just protein, carbs, and fat, as most people want us to believe, they have genetic information in them that are going to signal your um, microbiome to do certain things to produce certain chemicals. They're going to signal your DNA to repair or heal itself or possibly damage yourself based on what you're eating. So food is information. So every single bite you put into your mouth, think of it as you're telling your body to do a certain thing. Are you bringing yourself more towards health or more towards disease? And so um, if we want to really prevent, you know, these things that we have in our, in, um, you know, heart disease and stuff like that, then we have to really move towards, you know, our our food and our diet choices. So one interesting article that I could, you know, mention, not even an article, it's it's almost like a known fact now, is that uh, they took studies, um, ultrasound studies of the um, hearts or the aortas of uh, infants who weren't even born yet. And the mother was having, you know, standard American diet with, you know, stuff that were, are recommended by their OBGYN. And it had some saturated fats some butter and whatnot. And they found fatty plaques in the hearts of newborns um, before they were born. So even before some, a baby is born, they're already kind of set up for heart disease. And so um, the things that we do um, right from our birth, from the very first moment we're born, are going to be slowly, slowly building up in our, in our arteries, in our hearts, and, in our, in our intestines, um, in our cells. Um, as far as, you know, um, if a certain thing you're consuming, as far as environmental pollutants or, uh, you know, um, dangerous chemicals, if it has, like, you know, processed things, you're causing DNA damage and that could possibly, you know, be pre-cancerous. And then, of course, you're feeding it with certain high sugar foods or, you know, high fat foods. And then, of course, that's going to cause more, you know, cancer. Bloodline. So every single thing that we do when we're younger, not even younger, every single thing we do um, that we put in our mouth, we're giving some information to the cells in our body. And so what we can do, we can do is shift our mindset towards, hey, like, you know, what can I do um, every single day that I enjoy that I, you know, I can stick towards, and then that will help me, you know, kind of stave off most of these diseases. So that means shifting away from um, the diet mindset of, okay, I'm going to do keto now, or I'm going to go into low carb now, now I'm going to go on to high carb, and then now I'm going to go on to, you know, like the paleo diet. It's a flip flop thing, you know, every single time to try and get your weight or your body looking a certain way. And then, um, you know, all those things, they do have negative effects, right? The keto diet has negative effects. Paleo diet has negative effects. And then it's going to cause a culture where you're constantly dieting and never really eating a certain way. So the easiest thing to do is, you know, find a way that you like to eat and then have like 80% whole foods um, version and 20% of the food that you like. So, you know, 80%, 100% you got to go towards the whole grains. So that's your oats, your barley, your whole grains. Um, and, and then you're going to have lots and lots of fruits and vegetables per day. Um, many, like most of your, your diet should be fruits and vegetables. And then as far as your proteins, you're going to go towards your beans, legumes, um, your soy, your, um, you know, your your nuts and seeds. And then if, if people do still want, they can definitely still have some small amount of animal-based uh, foods if, 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 if they want to have that. Not necessary, but they can if they do. And then 20%, you know, that usually goes into like a once a week or, you know, twice a week you have, you know, you treat yourself to some meal that you like, and then you move on, right? So um, if you do those things, then for the most part, you're going to prevent almost, you know, most of the diseases that we know out there. You know, the WHO recognizes that 80% of heart disease and diabetes and 40% of cancers can be prevented just by the way that we eat. And so by following their guidelines, which is pretty simple, right, they, they basically echo what I just said right now is going to be your whole grains, your fruits and vegetables, your nuts and seeds, um, lots of water, and, and then, you know, minimizing animal based foods and junk foods and saturated fat right there. Those simple things right there um, are going to prevent almost 80% of worldwide, um, you know, diabetes, heart disease and 40% of cancers. So that's crazy, right? Just those simple things and no drug we know of can do that. Um, but the food we put in our mouth is 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 uh, information, and it is a drug um, in in some respect to be able to prevent those diseases. So, I would say definitely you know for people who are listening right now um who may be you know obviously living a relatively active lifestyle, you know they you know the most part they take care of their health, but um we they may not know that certain things they are eating could have you know a a a an effect later on in their life, not could have, but most likely will have an effect later on in their life because um, the exercise, the way we do it right now, we may not be able to keep that up the rest of our lives. And so once that goes down, if our eating habits don't change, um, you know, we've seen time and time again, athletes who have been at the top of their game, um, you know, their bodies have been physical specimens. But all of a sudden, once they, you know, they retire within 10, 20 years, they, you know, they've had heart disease or diabetes or cancers come up all of a sudden. So that just shows that no matter how much they exercise, it really didn't uh, do much of a difference for preventing diseases um, later on in life. So definitely, you know, um, finding a way that you want to eat, um, that you enjoy, that you can stick to, and that will kind of follow these general guidelines. There's nothing, it's nothing that's too crazy. right? It's not like um, extremely hard things to do. It's um, balanced meals that you enjoy, that you can cook at home, um, that you can kind of, you know, have multiple times without having, you know, too much of, you know, feeling deprived, um, just doing those things. And then of course, reaching out for help, right? So um, PCRM actually offers a online consultation where you can actually speak to their dietitians and nutritionists, um, via telemedicine. And then you can actually, um, you know, have them help you with the diet plan. You know just in you know, this way that you can eat certain ways. You can tell them what you like, what you don't like, uh, what you want to try and what your goals are. And they can formulate something and work with you to be able to, you know, to formulate a way of eating right from the get go. Um, so that's, that's one thing you want to do because, you know, we only have one body and you know we have to nourish it every single day and you know for nourishing with the wrong types of things we're gonna have to pay um you know for that later on and you know and as you know in the us that's extremely expensive and a hundred thousand dollars to be able to pay for to be able to pay for even a single you know uh hospitalization or any kind of you know surgery so why go through that you know and live a healthy and know full and healthy life and you know do the small things daily it's really all it is creating the positive you know daily habits it's all it is you know. You don't have to think about, okay, I'll eat healthy now and then I can kind of go back to where the foods I like. Incorporate those foods into the things that you like and, you know, eat them more, you know, numerous times and you will start to like them. You will develop the habits and it'll have benefits for you. You'll see it everywhere. It's not like it's not a certain balance. Though, exactly, right? yeah. Exactly. It's 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 like not just...
0: For me, like, yeah. just working out, like, I found great to be working yeah. out again getting super fit i lost yeah i'm at 160 i've never been 160 nice. ever <laughs> in my life like it's yeah that's crazy but once you actually start to listen to your body you start to right. realize like hey like you know like okay my body like if i'm working out this crazy amount and i do work out crazy amounts to give a yeah. little bit of background but you start to yeah. notice that like okay you're not eating enough certain things or you right. losing your your body starts to Finding other sources, so it starts eating right. at other other things. So right. definitely, like, I, don't yeah. know, I think that's the people like you bring up a good point that people aren't in tune with that; they're not yeah. listening to. Mm-hmm. Okay, like my muscles are aching. My yeah, something. Oh, my body fat changed and this yeah. certain area and stuff like mm-hmm. that. What sparks my curiosity also is like what preventative options that have, have worked for you. I know it's different for everybody else, mm-hmm. as I just said. Yeah. But what what are some some things that like are basic that you've, you've done or you've seen that work for you?
2: Yeah. So for me, the things that I know work very well, um, for preventative, I'm getting in lots of leafy greens per day. So the easiest way I found is that I don't see, I don't like, I'm not a big salad guy. I don't really like having just a salad. I like having more of the whole grains and the protein. So I'll put in like lots and lots, like maybe like half of my smoothie will be just, um, green, such as collards, kale, and a bit of spinach, or like, you know, some celery, some cucumbers, whatever I have lying around. Um, half of my smoothie will just be that, and then I'll add in some frozen fruits, and then of course like whatever like restorative things like protein powder and stuff that I need for my workouts, I'll use those. But the greens for sure every single day, no matter what. Starting my day off with those, so we have that gives you the antioxidant levels that you know hopefully goes in and it feeds the good bacteria, which are gonna you know hopefully um, you know prevent many many different diseases. And then um, that's one thing. The next thing would be uh, reducing, well, uh, reducing or minimizing completely. The consumption of animal-based products, so that includes like dairy, um, and then of course your animal meats and your fleshes, uh, and then reducing or even eliminating the saturated fats that we get from mostly, again, animal-based products or from packaged products. So those are three things that I kind of keep in mind all the time to um, to to always be cognizant of, and then doing it on a daily basis. It has become habit now, and it's just part of my lifestyle. So it's not even an issue to be able to you know, be tempted by those things, you know. If you know, like they say my sister's birthday is coming up, we're, if we we're gonna have a cake or something like that, that's fine, right? Out of the entire year you're having, you know, some things you know, every now and then. That that's not a big that big a deal. But by keeping those daily habits, like for me, definitely the lots lots of greens and fruits and vegetables and my smoothies, and then every single meal is kind of gonna be centered around, you know, the whole grains, the vegetables, the the plant-based proteins, and then minimizing or re- completely reducing the um, animal-based products. That's that's what I focus on. Um, because I found that makes definitely the biggest difference in my life and in my patients' lives as well. Um, it doesn't have to be 100%, right? You can have 80% of these guidelines have been fo- to be followed, and you're still going to get the results, right? 20% can still be, you can still live life and enjoy the things you want to enjoy. Um, and, and then, you know, not, not go down the rabbit hole, okay? I have to be 100% all in, or else, you know, you know forget about it. I'll just, you know, enjoy for the next couple of months, and I'll go back towards that thing. I just keep it going for the entire year you know um things you like peter just said the balance that you want to maintain and then just fine tuning as you go along like you'll you'll notice you know as you get better you'll start to you know critique yourself and find better ways of doing certain things maybe i was only having like one cup of collard or kale i'll add in two cups in my smoothie now because it makes me feel even better i feel more reju- rejuvenated, or i you know, perform better or you know, i think better so you'll 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 start to you know critique and modify your own things, but uh, just getting getting started, right, um, with, with those, at least those three minimum things uh, will take you a long way in preventing so many different things and, you know, keeping you looking young and healthy and um, whatever your aspirations are in business or in your careers, it's, it's going to support you, right, because a healthy and strong body, strong mind is going to take you a long way, right, you're not going to be fatigued or, you know, uh, dismotivated or depressed, it's going to help you a lot
1: as far as like moving to the preventative direction, what three steps would you advise others to take to move in that direction if, if they are not in that direction right now?
2: Yeah. So, um, three easiest steps, I would say, um, if, if they're not doing any of these things at all would be number one would be, um, reducing your stress level, right? Cause that's the major factor. Um, stress is a major, um, even though it's just a psychological thing can have profound physical effects. Um, all of the body which we know now it's its absolutely established now the psychosomatic issues that stress cause it's not just a joke where it's like oh yeah i'm stressed and this is causing this it actually does cause it it's a physical effect so stress um definitely manage your stress whatever that may be um, whatever methods you find help with you to manage your stress that's a, a major factor especially nowadays and the next thing is to focus on your nutrition specifically getting in a lot of like even if we don't really reduce all those things that we just talked about because it seems like a lot. It seems like we're trying to overhaul your whole diet, right? I'm not saying that. Let's say this, let's add in a lot of positive things and so you'll see yourself evolving and you'll learn things. So i say add in lots and lots of vegetables. So especially the green leafy cruciferous vegetables, like collards, kale, um, spinach. um, And then uh, of course your broccoli, your cabbage, your whatever vegetables you enjoy, whatever you like to eat, eat a lot of them, you know, make sure you keep, keep experimenting, add a lot of those in, add a lot of fruits and fruits whenever you feel like snacking that's going to have a a great benefit even if you're diabetic it's still going to help you um and then the next thing i would say would be to um try and reduce the or minimize the amount of animal products that we eat i know if if, if i'm not saying 100 percent has to be done if, if that's what you like like obviously for me personally uh, almost a year ago, you know, we went fully vegan, just for the ethical and, you know, environmental considerations. And, but for someone else, you know, if, if they want to, you know, kind of still have it because they enjoy it, then for sure, you know, just kind of minimize it where it's not like a huge amount of your diet. Um, you know, if, if, if it can be a part of your diet and you know, if you enjoy it, definitely have it. But the majority of your diet should be whole foods um, that are plant based. And that's going to go a long way because even if you're having some animal based products, and your majority of your diet is on whole foods that are plant based, you're gonna see profound effects on preventing many diseases. And you won't even have to go to uh, hopefully ever ever visit uh, you know, an emergency room or uh, you know, a, a and be on the surgery table because you just did these small changes every single day and then uh, you prevented many things that you don't even know what's happening inside of you.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And to prevent, you know, people to go and call you up and be like, hey, Dr. Shaw, what's going on with me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, it, it's good for business. If they
1: do call me, obviously, my, my yeah, is yeah.
2: definitely uh, prevented.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you can still call Dr. Shaw just to be like, hey. Yeah, you like can
2: just uh, call me. You can the <laughs> chat.
1: <laughs> you can still chat. <laughs> No, absolutely. And just to kind of shift gears, we like to do this with our guests. We, we didn't get a chance to do it with you when we first started, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we like to do some random questions, some rapid-fire ones where you, you get to go through. You don't know any of these, of course. Um, oh, okay, awesome.
0: Feel free to elaborate as okay. much as you want to. So okay. I, guess I'll, I guess I'll start with the first one. We talked, we brushed a little bit on it earlier. You started to do a little bit of hiking and you've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of drone drone pictures and drone oh, yeah. photography of like nature and stuff on your hikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. What would you, what's your favorite photos of people and or nature?
2: Um, my favorite has to be uh, coastlines and water. Um, just because like anytime I see people there, they're just so relaxed and so serene. Um, just the, the fact that they're on you know, a body of water that's flowing, everyone just stops and relaxes. there's no shouting there. Very relaxed, so um, and that's what I enjoy the most. Obviously, either either flying along the coast or flying near the coast or above it, and then you know, kind of capturing the body of water and how it interacts with land. Um, that's that's definitely my favorite uh, thing to capture.
1: No, I like that. You like a bit, no shouting right there, just <laughs> yeah, quiet. I was just <laughs> favorite event you have attended?
2: Hmm. Favorite event I attended. Would have to be it's oh, a tough one. Let me think. Uh oh, there's so many. It would uh, have to be like my my cousin's uh wedding. I was in uh third year of med oh. school and uh I you know, I didn't have, we didn't have we didn't have vacation. We only had one month vacation for the entire year. Um and so it was tough. So but and he scheduled it for that time. I flew back and it was fun I hadn't seen people in so many years and we caught up. It was in in because you know, with, with, uh, with Indian families, it's an entire week or month event.
3: So you have <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: numerous events happening beforehand and every single day, every single day you're with your cousins, you're, you're, you're enjoying, you know, you're having fun, you're catching up, you're doing things. So I would say that's the most memorable definitely for me has been that one um, back in 2013 or 2012 or something like that. Oh,
0: that's nice. awesome. What What's your favorite Indian or Italian food?
2: Oh, man. My yeah, I know. there's are two
0: Dude. hard bundles. We found yeah. when you bundle Italian, everyone's yeah. like, "Oh crap."
2: <laughs> um, I would say uh for Italian, I go first. I try to put in gnocchi into a lot of pasta as much as I can. Like, I'll put like gnocchi into random things too. Like, I'll just boil some gnocchi and put it into like anything I want. Just it's so delicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's my favorite Italian food because other oh, than I say pasta, like with like um, pasta bolognese with like some tomato sauce um, with some gnocchi, that's definitely my go-to. Um, and then for Indian food, uh, I would say biryani. Uh, my mom's biryani is uh, definitely my favorite.
1: Oh yeah, you have to bring in your mom. You have to bring. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah <laughs> that mom's cook is always the best. Always, always. Oh
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, ski or snowboarding?
2: I'm a skier. I, I picked it up a couple of years ago, and uh, you know I've been trying. I've, I've been getting better, but um, I don't think I'm ready for Colorado mountains just just yet.
0: Colorado ski mountains will keep keep making you going. Yeah. No you can breaks. Down the, the bunny
2: hill, yeah. The first time I went, actually, like obviously, like the first time I went, I was uh, started off on the on the on the green, hill the bunny hill, and then uh, my friend he was like, hey, let's just let's just get out there and just go. We want we went on black diamond on the hardest one,
3: <laughs>
2: and I was like, and and then um, I was still learning how to like you know like slalom where I would go like left and right and properly like you know keep my pace up, but for the most part I was just like bombing those mountains. I was just going straight down. And my skis were kind of like just left around a little bit, but for most of I was going straight down. Sure
1: <laughs> oh, and oh, I was just like
2: whooping by everyone my very first time there, but I guess that's the best way to learn is jabbing up the deep end, That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah I no,
1: well, we still live here. And we're still learning the Colorado mountains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, what's your favorite outfit?
2: Favorite outfit. Um, go-to for me has to be a polo shirt and tucked into like actual like like khakis with a belt um and then I got to have the um, the shirt stay on there to keep the the shirt nice and crisp and then a uh, a solid case of like a nice black loafers and then on top we're going to go either with a uh, bomber jacket or like a, like an overcoat that's like my go to oh
1: i like the details in that one yeah i like the details yeah I can like I can picture it in my head. I'm like, yeah.
2: That
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite hiking location.
2: Uh, favorite hike would be Banff, Alberta. So far, it's the best I've been to. Because um, we got the uh, it's uh, it called no, Lake Louise. We got the uh, we got the beautiful mountains there. But um, I definitely want to go to Sweden. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on like drone footage of Sweden. The oh. mountains there are crazy, man. I really want to oh, go. Yeah. there.
0: yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Well, we have a spot there similar. Here in Colorado, okay. it's called Ure. Okay. So okay, when I'll you visit, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring there first. A little bit is okay. cheaper in your budget. Yeah, they the say budget. it's like the little, the little replica of Sweden. So we'll, oh, we'll probably nice. go there first. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Alrighty, what's your favorite movie?
2: Favorite movie? Um, I'm gonna go series. I'm gonna have to go uh, Lord of the Rings. I've watched oh, it. I've watched the entire series almost like six or seven times. Cause I always force my family. I like always force my sister to watch it for me or I'll force someone else. Like, Hey, you haven't seen this? I'll watch it with you all nine hours <laughs> oh, like over a span of a week or a span of like two weeks, whenever you we get together, I'll just, you know, make them watch it. So Lord of the rings, oh, I almost know it line for line.
0: Oh dude, now are you watching the extended version though? I, I, I make people
2: I did, watch yeah, the extended yeah, yeah, version. Yeah, extended there version, you go. Yeah. yeah. The director's That's how you called. do it.
1: <laughs> you always have to go with the director's cut right director's cut oh yeah. yeah
2: it's four hours but
1: let's <laughs> <laughs> make it longer I love this so much let's yeah, make it keep,
2: know, keep going <laughs> uh, favorite type
1: of taco hmm favorite type of taco
2: I'd actually, um, I actually I gravitate more towards like a, like the uh, the crunch wrap type of tacos oh, where like oh, you have yeah. everything in there and like you, fo- you you fold it into like a giant um, tortilla you grill it oh. on both sides that, that, that's ah. my favorite yeah so that way, nothing immediate. falls out. Yeah, 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 just, falls yeah. out. Grab it on the go. <laughs> yeah, the go. Exactly.
0: That's a good one. All right, dogs or cats?
2: Um, neither, but I would say dogs no. I more. Mean, cats are <laughs> cats are kind of weird. Been, uh, they like, are. You, yeah, like if you're if you're like at night time, they'll just be staring at you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like <it's>, like <laughs> late at night, two in the morning. Like, why are you staring? At me? <laughs> dogs, dogs, dogs are dogs more playful, and a little more fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, favorite season of the year?
2: Uh, fall hundred percent. You get to, uh, your outfits are always on point.
1: Ah, um, yeah. And then,
2: you know, it's not, it's not raining much, not too hot, not too cold. Um, you can get out there, you can do it, you can do everything you want to do in the summer. It's just, it's you're not going to sweat. So fall hundred percent. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Speaking of like places and seasons and stuff like that, what's your favorite place to travel?
2: Favorite place to travel that I've already been on, that I want to go to. Either or. Okay, so um, favorite place so far has def- it's probably just going to be like within Canada, like so obviously like Alberta, because no matter no matter what you do, you can still see a lot of stuff there. So the uh, mountains of Alberta is your favorite place, and then uh, um, as far as where I want to go, I would say um, Sweden and Australia, because you know Australia you get to you know do a lot of the. Uh, but the extreme sports stuff—you can, you can try everything, you know. And then for Sweden, just the uh, the picturesque locations. The there we go. Yeah.
1: Hey. Uh, scary or comedy movies?
2: Uh, I used to really into scary movies. I used to watch <laughs> horror movies by myself in the theater. Like, cause no one else with me. <laughs> oh man! Like I don't care. I'll just do it. <laughs> like I just go and watch them. But that that got kind of boring because you know the 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 general theme is still the same. You know, undead, uh, ghost comes back, haunts you makes you yeah. aware of what was the wrong was done to them and then you help them. And that's, that was, that was basically it. And then now yeah. the comedy is definitely my go-to, you know, Will Ferrell, I'm a big Will Ferrell fan.
3: Yeah.
0: Big, uh, he...
2: Any, anything he makes, I don't care how bad it is. It's, gold <laughs> <dirty>. <laughs>
3: it's
0: just Will Ferrell. That's it's Will it's Will it's,
2: it's just being <laughs> is just hilarious.
3: <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. yeah
1: that... <laughs> <laughs> no, and the, speaking of scary movie too, like it, somebody always falls. Like let's yeah uh, let's not go out yeah. the easy way let's go yeah. To... yeah
2: yeah why are you going into that house
1: in the house yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right let me ask for help in this creepy house that nobody yeah. been to let me go for oh, help
0: God. oh yeah. man oh man all right speaking of like running away from zombies and the typical mm-hmm. un- undead we've we've seen a bunch of crazy movies like that but they're like, always fighting for survival so mm-hmm. if you were like in the zombie apocalypse or the undead mm-hmm. or whatnot what outfit would you wear
2: Oh man, okay. Let's see. Definitely can't uh, wear loafers prob- in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably definitely like those um like the the overalls like the uh, the farmer overalls type of things, mm-hmm. utilitarian. And then uh, we definitely gotta have like you know your 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 head protection and all your gear. And then but as, if it's minimal, it's gonna definitely have the overalls and then like you know long sleeve shirt or whatnot. You gotta have the hiking boots. And then if and then uh, that's that's about a glove, obviously and that way you know your all your surfaces are covered any kind of bites that can come towards you, you have at least one layer of protection with you there um so yeah overalls a shirt and then
1: hiking boots and gloves no, no, oh, I, there you go
2: because <laughs> <laughs> halloween's
1: coming up so we love love these things and like yeah yeah and watching movies wise they have like magazines wrapped around their forearms and stuff like that like yeah oh, <laughs> oh man no, that? That,
3: re-
0: that reminds me of train to busan like there's a I don't oh know if you've yeah, seen yeah. It. it's amazing one because there's this guy like i think um Adam Salk, Korean American actor, he was in the train, okay. but he like he wrapped like duct tape and like magazines around like his like so arms <laughs> so they don't bite him. He like he was like going oh, like pushing a zombie in the face with the magazine, they're biting on there, He would punch in the face, and like oh damn, that's how you deal with zombies. There, <laughs> no, it's a
1: great movie. You you watched mm-hmm. it. He just punches them. He out. has no weapons. Like he okay. just, <laughs> he's just like let's go, and he punches them. And it, it's, it some part is funny because you're just straight decked a zombie in the face yeah uh, but some you're like you might want to like do more than just punch but, yeah <laughs> you know um and as we're approaching the end of our hangout session here i guess a short encouragement for our audiences like as they're moving mm-hmm. forward with everything
2: sure yeah so i mean uh, obviously it's, it's, it's been a long year right it feels almost like a, two years if, if anything <laughs> the last few months oh yeah um but, you know, life does go on, right? You know, it's not the only pandemic we're going to have. You know, we're, we're going we're to see more. Um, you know, it might not be at this scale, but things are going to happen every single year. And you can't really let it get you down. Um, you know, life's going to go on. Um, you might have to take certain measures, certain precautions as you go. You might have to adapt as you go. But, you know, don't don't put your life on pause. Um, you know, do the things you want to do, your goals that you still have. You might have to adjust them or modify them the way you get there. You know, but keep striving. And then um, keep 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 making headway into whatever you want to do. Um, because, you know, life's not going to stop. And no matter what uh, you know, comes next, uh, we can't really keep pausing our lives. You know? So that's one thing, you know, uh, be, try to be positive and just uh, figure out a way, you know, have people help you, um, to, you know, to modify your goals or your, your plan of action, but, you know, try to figure out a way to keep going. Um, don't wait for things to, you know, be perfect because they never will be perfect. Things are always going to happen. Um, and then as far as um, words of encouragement for their help. Um, you know, definitely check out the resources I, I, I recommend it. And, and um, you know, Peter and Treat are going are gonna to post on the Instagram post whenever that comes out. Check them out for sure. You know, go to them regularly. Uh, make those your primary resources to check out whenever you do have questions. Um, they're, they're definitely, you know, trustworthy and, and uh, great resources. And then as far as your health, you know, you only have one body and that's all you get and uh, we have to take care of it and uh, it's, it's going to take care of us. So um, it doesn't take major changes. It just takes small daily things that you can do um, that we outlined in this talk. And then, of course, as you go into those resources, they'll they'll re um, they'll reassure you and they'll um, you know tell you again about those exact same things, small daily changes that will have profound um, benefits. So um, you know, get you know, get to yourself to learning a little bit more about your health and how you can you know support it and how you can you know benefit yourself. And um, you'll see that it's really not that difficult. It's going to be small daily habits that you implement that just become part of your lifestyle. And then once it's part of your lifestyle, it's just something you do. And it's not, and it's going to benefit you. And you'll, you'll enjoy it. And then you'll start, you know, delving more into that. And you'll start um, refining yourself and getting better and, and, and you know, um, and getting out there. And, and you'll, you'll spread the message to other people about how they can you know, be healthy. But uh, don't think of it as a daunting task that I have to only eat a certain way once I have a disease. Um, think of it as, you know, I'll just do these certain small things that daily be, if it, even if it's not perfect, it's something. So, um, something is better than nothing. You know, some is better than none. So, um, you know, do whatever you can, whatever you have right now. And then you'll know, just make a plan that, you know, as I, you know, as I progress, I'll keep getting better. Um, even if it's not perfect, don't try for perfect perfection no strive for consistency is what I would say.
1: Oh, that's awesome. There you go. There you go. Uh, and how could people find you, Dr. Shah?
2: um so yeah it's gonna be on instagram is the easiest way to reach out via dm and then uh yeah that's that's the easiest way and then of course they can just google my name as well um and then this that's be music on facebook linkedin and whatever you want on there as well
1: and then maybe sometimes they'll be on a telemedicine with them with, yeah with you yeah. and they're like hey we heard you on podcast uh- <laughs> that, that would actually be if
2: that happened i, I would actually let you guys know I 100% oh there you go not happen. Cause that would be really, really interesting if that actually like those two worlds, met. <laughs> Please do. If someone's like, hey, yeah.
1: um, I was listening to the podcast and I have some issues or I have something yeah. going on. <laughs> and- that would be awesome. That would be
2: awesome.
1: And of course, um, all of Dr. Shell's information and the websites will be linked in the bio in the description box for here too as well. And also don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, and like Hangout Talks on all your podcast listening channels. Also, when you're following Dr. Shaw or DMing him, you can definitely follow us too as well on Instagram. Mine is Mr. Good underscore all.
0: Mine's Peter underscore the suited marketer.
1: And we look forward to hanging out with everybody again on the next episode. Dr. Shaw, welcome back and thank you for coming back. Thank you, thank thank you for having me. It you. was really
2: fun. That was really fun.
1: <laughs> hey, we're getting
0: a bit better and better, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: We're gonna have more fun in the future too, so stay oh,
3: tuned. Yeah.